Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. Happy Monday morning. Hey, here it is, a new week, almost. No, 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 we've still got a... Still got another week in January, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the year's just no. flying by. January twenty fourth, the year of our Lord twenty twenty. It uh, is. It, it flying is by. It is the. Is it the year of our Lord twenty twenty? Oh, <laughs> I can't read. It's twenty twenty two. I can't read the old typing there. It's twenty twenty two. That's all right. Hey, you know what we Good missed? Morning, though? Edwin. <laughs> <laughs> it's all messed up. Nah, you know what we missed? What's that? We missed episode five hundred. Yes, we did. Which happened a little over a week ago. A over a week ago? Yeah. So we are now, this is episode 506 for the entire podcast. For the, for the run from, of from, text from talk. From the very beginning, when we started wow. with Acts chapter 1, 506 episodes ago. But you can jump in anytime. We can jump in anytime. We're, we, about, we're about 100 episodes into this season, though, right? Yes. I was going to say, we also missed episode 100, which was last Friday. This is 101 for this season. I think uh, we need to get a cake or something and celebrate that. Absolutely. There needs to be candles. Anyone who wants to bring us a cake, feel free. <laughs> feel free. Okay, so Matthew 21. Yeah, so we're looking at Matthew 21. That's going to be our discussion, our devotions this week. What do you got for us? What's our reading today? I'm going to read verses 1 through 11. I'm going to read it from the English Standard Version. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up and saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Isn't this amazing? Isn't this exciting? Here we have the Sunday of what's going to be the last week that uh, the rest of the information about Matthew all falls on different days of this last week leading up to the crucifixion of Jesus, his death, and then his resurrection. Uh, and look where Jerusalem is on that day. They are thrilled to receive Jesus. I, so I was reading a commentary that gave me a little bit different perspective of what's going on here that I thought was really interesting. Because in my mind, I guess I've always just seen it as just everybody everywhere is just excited, up in arms. You know, they're just, oh, here he comes. But it does seem, as we look at the end here, and when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? Yeah. And so it's it's this picture of Jesus coming with the pilgrimaging multitudes mm. who have seen him and recognized him. And as this, this group is, mm -hmm. is now coming in, this crowd, this multitude from Galilee is coming in, they are praising Jesus, and the folks in the city, as they see this crowd coming in, their reaction is, what is going on? 
who is this? Mm-hmm. And it's these Galilean crowds that are now passing on to the Jerusalemites, uh, inhabitants of Jerusalem, this is Jesus. This is the prophet. And and they're getting them all stirred up. And so it's you've, you've got this horde of people coming in with this message and a people receiving the message in the city of Jerusalem. I just think that's fascinating. Well, it is. It's an amazing thing. And to what lengths they were going to to announce him, putting their cloaks down on the ground and these branches and such, apparently for a donkey to ride over it. It is quite the picture. An amazing example of God's providence that the Lord could just tell the fellows where to go find a little donkey and and everyone's glad to send a donkey along. It's interesting to me. I read more and more of those who believe that Jesus set this up, that Jesus had someone that he had somehow gone into Jerusalem and and hired someone hired. to have this prepared. I'm not getting that from the chapter wow, either. at all. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, it's it's it seems to me that we've got some foreknowledge, some knowledge that Jesus has. Yeah, not okay. I've snuck around and I've made arrangements so that you guys can go take care of this. In fact, if he had made arrangements, I feel like the Lord needs them is not what the message would be. The message would be, we're here to pick up what Jesus arranged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, know? I think you're exactly right uh, about so that. So it, it does seem to me to be a miraculous knowledge. And here's a fella that is wants to submit to the Lord. He's looking for the coming of the Lord. And when he hears this, he's excited to be part of it. So there is a um, one of these kind of expectations put on its head. Uh, here's the Messiah coming to the city of David. Uh, There is a a kind of a fanfare with that, a kind of a triumph kind of march, except look how humble and lowly it is. It's not with armies. It's with the common people. It's not on, you know, a big stallion. It's this humble, borrowed uh, donkey or colt, whatever it is. It's a small uh, beast of burden. Um, You know, the the people are the laying down the branches, and that's, um, you know... um, I guess worshipful, I guess, mm-hmm. and 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 fanfare, but but at the same time, not trumpets or, or anything like that. But it is a fulfillment of prophecy. Yeah. Zechariah chapter nine and verse nine say to the daughters of Zion, "Your king is coming to you, humble, mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden." Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. this is an interesting fulfillment of prophecy to me because this is one of those places where it does seem like Jesus is, if I can say it this way without being misunderstood manufacturing the fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus... It has is, to be this way, as, right? Yeah. As far as a person, uh, if things were just happening naturally, he could not, of course, manufacture the place of his birth. Mm-hmm. He's not going to, as a toddler, manufacture the trip into Egypt. Right. There's so many of these things. He, he, he can't manufacture naturally having been a descendant of David. Right, the genealogy. But this one, be. it's like, okay, I see what the prophet says. I'm going to make sure that happens. Mm-hmm. So I, I, there, there is that happening here. And I, I don't think we need to be upset about that, but I, I, I think we've got this going on. This is the way it's supposed to work. So I'm going to send you in. We're going to find the donkey. And we're going to fulfill this prophecy. Uh, yeah. And in that light, this is what he said he would do. He came to fulfill the law yep. and the prophets. Absolutely. So let's talk about another one of these uh, prophecies of Scripture that comes up here. And that is the chance of the crowd or the praises of the crowd. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna. Hosanna. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is this is a word that we use today. 
and for a long time, I mean, hey, in the church, and I mean, historically, over a couple of thousand years of Christianity, here's one of the words that comes up in liturgy and songs of praise again and again. It has got to be the most extreme example of ecclesiastical phraseology that we've got. Okay. And uh, which that's one of the less extreme <laughs> examples of ecclesiastical phraseology, which we basically what I mean is, okay, this is a church word. We use this word in church. People people don't say this word anyplace else. Well, no. And the sad part about it is now after 2,000 years, having been used so frequently, it has become, and, and this is okay, it's just a statement of praise. People can say it and mean by it simply praise, praise God. God. Praise yeah, God. For, for, for many Christians today, this is that's what it seems like. It's just a way of saying praise God. We say Hosanna. Mm-hmm. And so when we sing that song, I think... I know for me, maybe that's what I should say is it's for me, that's what that meant for so many years was just, okay, this is a way to say praise God. But it actually comes from a psalm. Mm -hmm. As you said, I think you said earlier, Psalm 118 and verse 25. And there we actually have it interpreted for us. Save us, we pray, O Lord. And that's exactly what Hosanna means. It, it is it means save us, save us, we pray, save us, we pray. Yeah. Save us, we pray. Oh Lord, save us, we pray. Um, the, the Hebrew words there, save us, we pray. If you were to sound them out would sound like Hosanna. Mm-hmm. And then that got transliterated into the Greek and was used as a phrase of praise. And then now has been transliterated into English. And we say Hosanna. And it's fine to use that as just a statement of praise, but I think it's important for us to go back and remember, here's what it really means. It is a praise because it is a call upon God, save us, we pray. So with that, when I come and read again in Matthew, crowds are saying, save us, we pray, son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Save us, we pray, in the highest or to the highest? Yeah, to the highest. It's it's the idea of we're calling out to God. God is going to save us. The son of David is going to save us. Well, this is about the Messiah then, isn't it? Absolutely. And in Psalm 118, there's all kinds of language that goes along with this idea of request for deliverance and prayer and need for God. The whole thing begins with one of those call-response ideas that reminds us of the steadfast love of the Lord. Let those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. Mm -hmm. But then notice verse 5, Out of my distress I called on the Lord, The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in men. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. And on it goes and goes and goes. Verse 14, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Uh, Verse 17, I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. Verse 19, open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. Which they are saying, and the triumphal entry as they go through the gates of Jerusalem. He's going the gates of Jerusalem and up to the temple. And then we've got in verse 25 of Psalm 118, save us, we pray. Hosanna, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. 
Blessed is he who comes in the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. By the way, that demonstrates that when they're saying this, it is not just, here's this word we've developed. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they actually go on and not just say Hosanna, but blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Yes. They are calling this psalm to mind. Absolutely. That is what's happening here. And in the shadow of the temple, the path that they take uh, comes across, we were told, from the Mount of Olives. It runs to the base of the Mount of Olives, where is located the Garden of Gethsemane. We'll get back there before we're done reading Matthew. And then ascends a hill again to the gate in the gate of the Temple Mount. And so Jesus is passing by all of these sites, which are going to be the focus of major events throughout the week. There are two things right at the end of this psalm that should come to mind, though. Verse 27 The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. No doubt, in the week of Passover, I'm sure these Jews, as they were saying this, as they were considering the psalm, they were thinking about the festal sacrifices. Sure. But what is Jesus coming to do yeah. and to be? The sacrifice, the right? The festal sacrifice, the Passover mm-hmm. lamb. Mm-hmm. And so we we really shouldn't be surprised with the way the week ends. Even though it is starting with this great praise and submission, we shouldn't be surprised that it's going to end in sacrifice, and he is the sacrifice. The second thing, verse 28, you are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God. I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Mm -hmm. Here's a proclamation. As we consider this psalm, I doubt that those Jews who were saying Hosanna were recognizing this, this, as this psalm ends, what they were really saying about Jesus. But this one who is coming in the name of the Lord, who is blessed, who is the son of David, Mm -hmm. the son of God, he is God. Do you think that there were some, though, in that crowd of Jerusalem that maybe were picking up on what they're saying about this fellow? Well, I I can't remember if it's in Mark's account or Luke's account, but that some of the Pharisees were upset and telling them, you need to back these people off saying these things. Yeah. You know, and the answer was, if they were to stop making these praises, the stones would cry out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so the, the, but really, this is to your point, the messianic overtones are not lost on everyone, Mm -mm. and, and it is upsetting the enemies of Jesus. Oh, well, I don't think the messianic overtones were lost on anyone. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm not sure everybody recognized the Messiah was actually God in the flesh. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't think there was necessarily a common understanding among Jews that when the Messiah comes, the Messiah is actually going to be God incarnate. Yeah. There was a lot of misunderstanding about that. Right, right. And so I'm not sure that they saw that. So I, I think yeah. they all saw the messianic overtones. I think they're all trying to claim this is the Messiah, this is the Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm saying when we read the end of Psalms, of Psalm 118, we should see that, hey, let's know who the Messiah is. Mm-hmm, He's more mm-hmm. than just a special man. He's more than just a descendant of David. He is also God the Son, yeah. the Son of God. Yeah. So, Amen. all right, I think we need to wrap up. Got, obviously, lots to talk about for this yes. week. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and wrap us up with a prayer. Our great Brian. God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day and the time to be in your word. It is exciting to come to this chapter to be able to peer through the eye of faith in this inspired record at one of the, the great joyous days in the ministry of Jesus and the coming to Jerusalem uh, to imagine the Hosannas being cried out. And Father, it is our heart's cry. We know that salvation is in you through Christ and no other. 
Uh, Father, we fall short in many ways, but save us, O God. Save us, Son of David. Save us, Jesus. And in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.